Welcome back to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones and I'm here with Jason Barrett today. How are you doing today, Jace? I'm getting there. I had a physio session on my lower back yesterday, so I'm able to, to stand and move around with a bit less pain, which is really rough when you're in a shred and you're like, I can... I'm really resonating with a lot of the guys. Like you can really see where you get an injury and people just want, you just want to eat your feelings, right? You just, you like, I can't move. This sucks. I'm in pain. I just want to kind of, I just want to have a bowl of, bowl of, you know, cheesels uh, next to me and just snack on them a little bit. Cause I'm lying on the couch doing nothing, but I have so far resisted that temptation. And as a result, things are getting better, but how are you going Trav? I'm good, mate. And Jay said to me, I said, his back hurts. And I said, go for a walk. He's like, that hurts my back. I was like, get on a bike then. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to, be fa- to be fair, I'm already, uh, my, my expenditure is already relatively, it's in a place <laughs> where I don't need to jump on a 20, 20 Ks on the bike, but I am going for more, uh, more walks now that it's still now, cause it, it lists, I legit look like I'm twisted and tilted my, um, for those of you who don't know what a list is basically like my upper body is off to the left and my hips are off to the right. So I've actually been banging my hip into furniture because normally you know pretty well where your body is and where your furniture is and you know, you know where to walk to not hit it. Um, but because my hips are twisted out to the side, I keep banging my hip on my furniture, which has not been not been pleasant. Um, but that's that's my first world problems for today. But, but in saying that, I think like it's good to have people on your, in your corner that go, mate, like obstacle, find the next solution, find the next solution. Rather than yeah. what we're going, I didn't even think today, of the bike. The bike. It's I didn't even think like, of the bike till Trav said it to me. Said, yeah, but it's like rather than what we're going to talk about today, it's having the opposite people in your corner, the mm. ones who criticize you, the ones who sabotage you, the ones who want to hold you back. And these can be your friends, can be your family, can be your partner. I don't care. It could be your grandma, um, but it's <laughs> your nana. Uh, let's be real specific. Exactly. It's your nana. <laughs> so. You know, you want to have people in your corner who help you understand every obstacle. There is an opportunity to overcome it. It's just a challenge and you can arise to the occasion and find your way around the challenge to still pursue your goals. And today we're talking about criticism. Um, Criticism, sabotage, you know, we're on a journey. You're probably listening to this podcast because you want to start a journey or you are on a journey to become the best version of yourself that is healthier, happier, fitter, stronger, um, and not die as early, right? Like I think all those things come in together. We don't want to die early. We want to, you know, if the the bookcase behind me falls on me, I want to be strong enough to push it off me. Um, And not just lay there calling out for help. My wife needs to help me because I'm not strong enough to lift it off myself. So... (laughs) She's going to sit there and criticize you for not being able to get exactly. it off. And then, you know, it all starts again. Exactly, mate. But I think like when we look at this, like criticism is a massive thing. And I talk about with a lot of my clients and me and Jace were talking about, he has talks about it with his clients. And we also see it um, inside the, the people who come into um, our sphere, as far as people applying for coaching and, you know, they told they talk about sabotage or they talk about their peer pressure or they talk about, they don't know how they're going to be able to change their life. And this is a big thing. We have to understand why it happens and we have to understand pitfalls that you fall into when it does happen and also how to deal with it as well, I think is the biggest thing. And that's how we want to try and break this podcast today. So like why people criticize you. And when I say criticize you, it's going to be, you start embarking on this journey. Okay. One at the start, they can criticize you. Why are you trying to lose weight? Um, and they start, they start to go like that, or you're 10 kilos down or 15 kilos down into your journey. And they're like, you're too skinny. What are you trying to do? Mm. Or they'll say, are you still doing that gym thing? When are you going to give that up? Are you still trying to eat healthy? When are you going to start to drink beers with me again? So they'll start to criticize you at the start. They'll start to criticize you at the middle. And also criticize when we're criticizing, it also can be sabotaging. No, mate, have a beer. I bought you a beer. Why aren't you a real man? We start to like call people real men for drinking and not going on their diets. A real man isn't disciplined, I guess. I don't know. Um, and they don't follow through with what they said. They do. Real men don't do what they said they're going to do. They just yeah. fall prey to peer pressure. Um, so <laughs> like, so I, like, I don't understand it sometimes, but it's like, mm. like they sabotage you at the start, the middle and the end, right? You lost too much weight, mate. Put it back on. We can't like, you're not even doing things that we used to do together. So it's like, what we have to do is like, there is a, a, a level of criticize, a level of criticism that comes through the full spectrum um, of your journey. So, and it doesn't matter guys, like no matter what you do, 
people are going to criticize you. You didn't lose weight, mate. You should lose some weight. <laughs> yeah, you did lose weight, mate. You've lost too much weight, right? It happens all the time. So whatever you do, someone's going to be upset, right? It just mm. is the truth. Someone will always be upset. You either are focusing too much on, you know, training or you're focusing too much on work or you're focusing too much on your phone or your phone. Someone's always going to be upset with you. So instead, we need to try and focus on the things that make you the best version of you, which is pretty much tell everyone to go fuck themselves. But we're going to talk about it today in a nice way. And we're going to first start off with why people criticize uh, you in the first place. And I think... Go, Jace, you, you interject. No, I was just thinking like the there's a couple of different categories as to why people criticize. And mm. for most of them, right, it's unconscious. It's not, they're not actively setting out like, oh, there's Jim. Oh, he's losing weight. You know, I'm going to criticize him on his journey uh, because I feel self-conscious about myself. So I'm going to project that onto him. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, like, they don't go through that thought process. It's just, it's, it's automatic. There's a, um, there's a culture, especially in Australia, tall poppy culture. Anyone who is trying to do something, right? Someone drives a, a Lamborghini down the street instead of being like, oh, that guy, you know, must make a lot of money. I wonder if he's really successful. You're like, oh, what a fucking wanker, right? Where's his, where's his VS, you know, Malou, you, I don't know anything about fucking um where's his yeah where's his commodore right like it's people will will tear down anyone who's trying to be uh i guess make something of themselves or or change themselves because a lot of times that casts a reflection um that's the biggest thing the number one thing that we've got to look at and we've got to understand when it comes to criticism is it often comes from themselves you are holding up a mirror to people so when i think about criticism i'm thinking about it's like this is what this person is saying about themselves or has fears of with themselves, right? They want me to not succeed because if I succeeded, then that would cast a light onto them and why they're not succeeding and they need to justify why they are where they are. Um, and, and they want to sort of protect themselves emotionally. So that's a, a big reason why people criticize. It tends to be because they are self-conscious. It, it's often always about them. It's very, very rarely about you. Um, we'll get into some sort of niche cases where it has been, you know, about about sort of you know you and, and the sort of the circumstances in the past. But the biggest thing to remember is that it's it's a reflection, right? You're holding up a, a when you start on any kind of success journey, you are holding up a mirror to the people around you. And some people really don't like that um, because most people aren't emotionally mature enough or emotionally intelligent enough to realize that, hey, hang on, this is bringing up some stuff for me. Uh, and as a result, they just unconsciously straight away project it onto you because people don't like change. As a general rule, people do not like change. I drink with the same buddies every week in the pub. We go down, we have a couple of beers. We do that every single week. Oh, one of them doesn't want to have beers or doesn't want to come down anymore, wants to go somewhere else or do something different. That's a change to the, that's a change, right? We, 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 change is like one of the biggest fears that people have. It's like, um, the, the quote I've shared a little bit ago, people prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty. Right. And that applies to social situations that applies to partnerships. When things start to change, people get scared because they prefer the certainty of routine and habit and the same things going on over and over again, even if it's going to slowly kill them. Very true, mate. I think, you know, the tall poppy syndrome that you were saying before, right? I, I think it looks across and Australians are probably the worst culture out of all cultures mm. with this. Um, and it's, it's always in the top 1%, right? The top 1% of earners, as you were talking about, right? Like Lamborghinis, all that sort of stuff. I'm not saying top 1% of earners have Lamborghinis, correlation, not causation, but people who appear wealthy um, or live in great neighborhoods with big houses or have that boat, whatever it is. What they say, like subconsciously, so many people are like, oh, they must rip people off. They mustn't be happy. Mm. Like- you know, they must so not pay their taxes. They must not, but they must be ripping the government or they, they must be screwing their employees because they've got money. Um, it's like, like automatically we think negatively about someone who is in the top 1% because we mm. are not. Instead of you, I, I was just gonna say you get this a lot, right? Is that people will be like, "Oh, he must spend no time with his kids. He must That's be a really to. bad dad." <laughs> yeah. So it's like the top one percent of earners. We think negative like that. Then we go. People who are fit and healthy say you got some abs because if you have abs, you're in the top 1% of the population as far as health and aesthetics, right? Less than 1% of the population has abs, right? So, oh, 
He must spend all his time in the gym. He must hate his kids. That's literally the comments on her Facebook ads. Like he must like never see his wife, like hammering me. Nothing negative, nothing like nothing positive. Like, oh, good on him. He must like understand some time management thing that I must learn or understand how to structure Look his at nutrition. Him and a great dad. example. Yeah. Oh, isn't he a good role model? It's like literally, no, he's a dick. He hates his kids. And clearly he's cheating on his wife. Like everything. He wants <laughs> like, to look good for his mistress. Yeah, it's literally like, so it's like Tom, top 1% of hell, we start to negatively bash them. And all you have mm. to do is go onto our ads and see it. Like it's insane. And then when we're looking at people with great relationships, right? Like they've got a great relationship. The, the guy, you know, puts his wife in front of everything. What's the first thing you think? You hear people say, he's whipped. That's why they're together. Yeah, yeah he's whipped. He, he what does what he's. What, what, yeah, exactly. He, he does what his wife tells him to do. I was like, no, he just he openly communicates and puts his family first. Um, so it's like anyone with great money, great body, great relationship, clearly they have something wrong. And me, who is thirty kilos overweight, broke, and divorced three times, I know it all. Right? Like it's it's like no. Instead of um having an ego and then projecting your jealousy and insecurity out at other people you need to have humility and go maybe they know something that i don't maybe that person who's driving that lamborghini or has that great house what do they know like you know what 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 effort did they put in what sacrifice mm -hmm. did they undertake to actually get ahead um when people have that body what, what structure do they know? What do they know about nutrition that I don't? How do they do their workouts? How do they fit it all in? Someone has a great relationship. What type of communication strategies do they have? How do they deal with conflict with their partner? So instead, it's having the humility to understand, you know, maybe we don't know it all because we don't. I don't. I know you don't, Chase. I, I know everyone doesn't because we all don't know everything. So we always have to have the humility to understand that we don't know it all. And then someone else might know a little bit more than us. So we openly criticize. And I want you to check yourself, guys, consciously. Okay, when you when you see someone who's super fit, like, what's your thoughts? It, like, do you think, oh, he look, looks good. He must work hard. Or you're like, oh, screw that guy. And when someone's wealthy, I mean, you know, do you think, oh, wanker? Or do you think, oh, they must work really hard. They must actually feed a lot of people with the staff that they, um, you know, they maintain, right? With their they employees. must provide they a really good provide... service that's valuable. Yeah. So it's like, I, I think you have to think consciously, what are you thinking? Because if you think negatively, towards other people who are successful, what you're doing is you're like subconsciously saying, I don't want to be that. But in reality, you do. In reality, if I gave you a million bucks, you'd be like, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Give it to me. If I just like clicked my fingers and you had some abs and you were super healthy and you could live an extra 20 years with an abundance of energy, you're like, yep, cheers, tick. I'll have that. If you could, I could give you a relationship where you got laid all the time. You never argued with your wife and you had a really deep connection and you were intimate. You're like, I'll have that too. If I could click, 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 you would have all these things. Okay. But if you're envious or jealous or criticizing people that do, what you're telling yourself is I don't want that on a subconscious level. So you don't have an abundance mindset. You have a scarcity based mindset and you're trapping yourself in a fat a body who is not getting paid what they're worth in a relationship that is might not be progressing in the way that you want it to progress. So I really want you to stop criticizing other people first, okay, before we talk about people criticizing you. Because that's a massive thing. Like, it is huge. Um, now, why do people criticize you? Jace did talk, talk about it, and we, there's a bunch of reasons why that people do it, guys. Uh, one, insecurity and jealousy. I think that's probably the biggest thing. But they don't even realize they're being insecure or jealous, or maybe they do realize they're being insecure, jealous, envious. But the reason it happens is you achieving something maybe that they've tried to achieve in the past, they all of a sudden have feelings of this jealousy creeping up inside of them, inside of them because they couldn't achieve what you've achieved. And also they could have a, a feeling of being left behind. So they're insecure. This happens a lot with partners, sometimes with friends. So the jealousy and insecurity comes, again, it's, it's nothing about you and it's everything about them. They're insecure with themselves, so it's easier to rip the tallest building down than to build their own tall building, 
right? Feeling left behind, everyone, no one wants to be left behind, especially if it's a best mate, especially if it's a partner. So it's easier to then lash out at them instead. Now, the next is a change in dynamics, okay? So weight loss changes the dynamic of relationships, friendships, um, like intimate relationships, because previously when we're looking at things like, you know, say you went to the movies and people, when, when things like we talk about like the human needs, right? There's, uh, if we're any of those Tony Robbins fans out there, you know, he stole it off someone else, but let's just say he had it. Um, we like significance, connection, certainty, variety, growth, and contribution. When something hits three of those human needs, it becomes habitual, right? So, you know, when going to the movies, when I go to the movies, me and Jace go to the movies and we watch something, we're connecting together and I tell Jace, don't talk during the movie. I'm trying to watch it. And so we have some Shut ice cream. I don't care. I don't care what happened in that scene in the backstage. <laughs> and so it's like, there's certainly that, sorry, there's variety because we're going to a movie we haven't seen it before or we've seen the movie before and there's certainty because we know how it's going to play out and we like seeing this movie. There's connection. I'm with Jace. And then there's, there's also certainty of the fact that I'm going to feel good because I'm going to have my ice cream and my Maltesers and my Coke, right? And I'm going to eat all this food that makes me feel good. So it hits three of my human needs. So I want to do it over and over again. Now, if your Jace is now on a diet and he doesn't want to go to the movies because he's trying to behave, change his behaviors, what's, what it's doing is it's changing the dynamics of the things we do together. So I feel like I'm being left behind or I feel like I don't have the same relationship with Jace anymore. Now, you know, I can go, well, how can I adopt behaviors to still have that relationship or how can I do it differently? But a lot of the time it's, there's a change in dynamics. People hate change. Like everyone hates change. Like, uh, like you hate when people change um, <laughs> everything. When, when things are uh, different in Woolworths, people hate it. When <laughs> it's, it's the, the Kmart changes stuff. its layout. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like we hate change at the best of times, let alone when it hits close to home and our friends are trying to change their behaviors, which changes the dynamic with us. So you have to understand they're not hating on you and criticizing you. What they're doing is they're disliking the change. So you need to be essentially go, well, I've changed this dynamic. How can I um, create a relationship with my friend or my partner where we're still connecting, we're still having variety, we're still having the same type of relationship, but it's still fulfilling my goals. So I think that is a big one is that change in dynamics of why people criticize you without them really realizing. Yeah, they really, they, again, it comes back to the fact they're not consciously doing this stuff, but it's, it's natural to see them, for them to see it as, yeah, something's being taken away from them, something that they enjoy, something that they have the, the habit of, you know, week in, week out, whether it's the movies, whether it's going to the pub, whether it's you and your wife and, you know, you have a pizza night or a takeout night where everything's nice and easy. And it's like you, as Trev said, you can find those solutions, right? Like maybe you take, you can still have your takeout night. You just get a better option from the takeout place. Um, and then, you know, that, that in itself could bring up its own, oh, just eat the pizza with me. Why would you have to order the salad? Um, so you're not having fun. It's like, I'm having a perfect amount of fun. You're the one who's making this not fun. Uh, like you can have whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Um, and that's, that's kind of the attitude you have to take yeah. with these, the, these, these relationships is the, you know, this, like, this is a you thing. Like more than welcome to do whatever you want. What I do has, doesn't have to have any bearing on you. We can still have this same relationship. It just means that like, why does me drinking or me eating a certain food uh, have to affect the way that you feel like it, it really shouldn't at the end of the day, except for the fact that it is a mirror and it is bringing up that sort of that stuff for them. So find your ways to replicate the same feelings, the same relationships. I remember um, uh, one of the big reasons I got into the gym was the sort of the six human needs. And because I started training with my brother, Right, we started going to the gym together. At the time, I was a uh, overweight teenager playing World of Warcraft, so uh, I was getting my my certain human needs were getting met from that role. Like, oh, I fucking killed this thing, and then the ding, and the flash, and the numbers, and oh yeah, it makes me feel good inside. Right, all that fake dopamine that you get from those sort of things started getting that. You know, lifting weights, great fucking substitution. Not gonna lie, there was connection there. There was all this stuff, right? It was like, oh, I get to spend time with my bro. We get to, you know, do bicep curls and do all the random bro shit that you used to do. But it was fun, and you get those connection, you get that variety, you get that certainty, you get all these boxes ticked. Finding the ways to do the same thing 
with your mates and realizing that they, hey, they're worried that you're going to leave them behind. They're just worried about that fear of loss. But that comes with you being aware of what's going on for yourself and for them, and then just being willing to have the conversation. So I think like the, 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 the second half of this is looking at how do you communicate your goals and how do you, I guess, communicate through these criticisms to maintain your relationships, to maintain the, um, you know, especially the intimate relationships, because those are usually the big ones. The big thing that comes with intimate relationships and that sort of projection is, oh, you are trying to get better, right? For your mistress, as as Trav is. Um, that's why he runs 8K. He doesn't actually run 8Ks a day. He just puts his watch on a, uh, he puts <laughs> yeah. his Garmin watch on a fucking wild dog, uh, yeah. Tasmanian tiger, the, the yeah. extinct thing, lets it run around. He goes, yeah, it's 300 meters down the road, even though, you know, Liv could probably see the house from <laughs> <Yes>. there. <laughs> Big open expense. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but it's like having that open communication and then just mm. really realizing like, you know, when they are saying these things, it is about them. So then how do you facilitate that conversation if they are someone that you want to keep in your life? Because there might there are also some people that are just dicks and some people that are just like, yeah. oh, if you're not, yeah, if you're not going to drink beers, you're not a real man. And, now, and I will say this just before we move on to that, Jace, it's like one, there's a, I would say there's a couple of other things. It's like one, there's misguided concern. Okay. There is definitely mm. misguided concern. And I would couple that with a lack of knowledge. So misguided concern and a lack of knowledge is a big one, especially with guys. Um, so, you know, a lot of my guys will lose weight and then their mates are like, oh, dude, you're looking too skinny or is there something wrong with you? Right. So, mm. and like, what is one they'll use the word skinny i prefer the word lean um so never Shredded tell a guy diced. never tell a guy he's skinny like all that shows is you don't go to the gym um so, <laughs> so, and he's not fat he's bulking yeah yeah exactly so when we're looking at this guys like they'll say you're skinny and a lot of my guys are like am I, they'll ask me do you like do you think i'm getting too skinny so they've got in their head Right, so they got you. Um, they, they're starting mm. to own space or rent space in your head, uh, which we don't want at all. So you know, it's understanding. It's like they have a lack of knowledge. Do they know that your body fat? Do they know your waist circumference? Do they know what your ideal weight should be? No, they know anything. They don't. Know, they know nothing. They didn't even ask you what your body fat was or what your waist circumference was. So they don't. It's like all it is. It's just a random thing. It's like you're broke. How do you know? Do you know my bank account? Like it's, it's a random statement with no, any type of data behind it. So you just go brush it off, water off a duck's back because it's misguided concern and a lack of knowledge. I think the other two things, one fear of change, we kind of talked about it. It's, and then there can be unintentional sabotage. So like someone's trying to buy you a beer or something like that. Sometimes people just don't mean to. And I think a big thing is like also people have a feeling of left being left out especially if it's your close mates and you're doing something, even your wife or your, or your relationship, you're embarking on a journey and they, and you start talking about it a lot and they know, have no idea what you're talking about. They're like, so you start talking about AM, AMRAPs and EMOMs and, uh, and who the hell is AMRAP and why, what's, what's EMOM? All right. Bro, why, are you, why are you listening to hip hop for? I didn't think you yeah. liked hip hop. Yeah. It's like, what, who, the, if you're into, who the hell is Helen and why are you looking at a snatch? It's like if you're doing CrossFit, like it's like you know, like you're 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 because when we start to embark into a journey, we start to use the language, which is a big thing. You know, you start to lose the language, the language around that journey that that will make people even feel more left out. You're talking about total volume you lift today. You start talking about kilometers you've run. You start talking about different types of food and macros, and you're in a matrix of like trying to hit these calories. So. People feel left out and I used to be able to talk to you about things. And then when we start to like really embark on a journey, get a little bit obsessed. And when you get obsessed, just like my son, he doesn't stop talking about fucking soccer all the time. You start literally talking about breakfast. He's like, oh yeah, Messi eats this type of cereal too. Um, like he'll literally talk, to, he'll deviate is anything towards soccer. Just like you, mm. you start talking to a vegan, everything. You talk about anything, you're talking about veganism. You're like it, you're, this is what you become for a mm. period of time. So people feel left out a lot because they can't even engage in dialogue with you anymore at times. So I think that's another reason why they'll start to, they'll feel like they should criticize or they do criticize because you've changed and that's okay for you to change, right? We change, we all change, right? But, you know, I think for you, when they're criticizing you, there is a lot of pitfalls that you can fall into. And mm. 
We're going to talk to you about how you should deal with it. <laughs> but then we're going to talk about how you first, how you shouldn't deal with it. Right. So mm-hmm. I see, I see a lot of my guys um, when they do get criticized, especially by their mates and hundred percent by their partner. There's that we will look at it. It's like one, there's self doubt and discouragement. I think that's a big one. There's like this social pressure. So they just drop the, the, the goal and the journey and they just fall prey to social pressure and they fall off the bandwagon. Then the self-doubt and discouragement for some guys leads to emotional eating. And don't tell like, I'm a guy, I don't emotionally eat. Dude, like, trust me. Like you might not call it emotional eating. You might call it just having a beer with the boys and a pizza. It's called emotional eating. Um, like if you're doing it because you feel like shit, it's it's you do feeling like shit is an emotional and then you ate you couple them together it's called emotional eating um, <laughs> you don't have to be crying into a tub of ben and jerry's for it to be emotional, it's eating. emotional eating right you're, you're you're trying to feel good based on an emotion and you couple that with some form of caloric um food or beverage um you seeking approval i think this is a big thing right so when we look at this you get criticized and then like you're you're trying to lose weight to seek approval and then you didn't get the approval you were looking for you got criticism Mm -hmm. so you actually started your journey for the wrong reason which then makes you feel like stuff this i'm out right and i think that's why we always have to start our journey um for the right reason not the wrong reason isolation is a big one okay so and, you know, if people criticize you, so you're like, screw them. And then you end up like sitting by yourself in the corner, just eating chicken, broccoli and rice and training. And like, you, you talk to no one. You feel like you have to isolate yourself. Like, that's not a good thing. You have negative self-talk, like, oh, no one likes me. I told, I never should have started this or whatever. Or like, we we compare ourselves to unrealistic expectations. Like people like start to negatively criticize themselves. Like, then you start to, Oh, I'm never going to get abs. I'm going to be skinny. I'm never going to be look like the person I was, I was like working towards. Um, and then the other thing is we just, we have massive conflict in our relationship. So I think we'll break each of those down a little bit, Jace, because there was a, a, mm. a little bit of a, um, there was a lot to chew on just there. So <laughs> Like, I think a big thing, someone attacks you with some criticism. Criticism, Jace, your calves are small and you're skinny. <laughs> like this weight loss thing isn't happening for you. Like self-doubt and discouragement can come in. Like, what do you think happens there? Well, it's like you, you start to, like, if you're not strong enough mentally to be aware of that kind of stuff, you start to internalize it. And then you start to be like, Maybe my calves are a bit small. Well, it's like, you know, that means I need to go to the gym more. Let's be honest, right? It's like, you're wrong. You're right, Trevor. I have been fucking neglecting my calves a little bit. I need to run more. That's the, that's the solution. But it's like, you you start to, like, because I've had this before. My cousin used to get called gaunt when he was on, when he went from like, you know, 110 kilos overweight to um, shredding down the first time. They're like, oh, you're looking gaunt, like a fucking skeleton. It's like, like, and this is coming from all overweight members of the family. I'm like, who are you to be saying these things, right? So you, the, the, there's a, a warped perception of what a, a relatively healthy body fat percentage is, right? It's like, yes, yeah, there's, there's the levels of anorexia and bulimia where you start to see, you know, stuff through the skin. Like, it's ridiculous. But most people have a very warped idea. It's warped in both sides. They have a warped idea of what a healthy body is in terms of like, Oh yeah, no, that guy, he's pretty healthy. It's like, he's injecting fucking steroids, right? Like it's, that's, if that's your ideal of, of, oh, that's what a fitness person looks like. Oh, you, you're too skinny. No, I'm just not taking injectables, right? I'm not doing fucking trend. Like it's, there's a, there's a, there's a reason why I'm not that big, right? Because it's unrealistic and it's unhuman basically. Um, But so you start, you can start to internalize these things. And as a result, you can start to give up and just be like, oh, Maybe I am getting too skinny. Um, and then you just start to sort of doubt yourself, really. Like people start to say these things. You start to internalize it. You don't want to, because the big thing that humans don't want is we don't want to feel judged and we don't want to feel like we're not part of a community. And for most of us, our community, our first and foremost community is our family, right? Our family and then outside of that, our friend group. So the influence that your family has on you. And if you're not, you know, before you're married, it's your parents and your siblings and your uncles and aunties, right? And that's that's definitely where I copped it from first doing this. Like, oh, you're getting too skinny and not taking that protein powder stuff and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, all that sort of the, the negativity that gets directed your way. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, then it becomes your immediate family, right? The people like your your wife and, and you know, the people around you in that regard. So 
we don't want to feel judged by them. So as soon as we feel judged by those people that we deem close to us, regardless of their knowledge on the topic, we will start to internalize it. And then it just starts to sort of eat away at you a little bit. Oh, maybe I should stop. Or maybe I am getting too skinny. Am I getting too skinny? Is this meant to look like that? Am I meant to be bigger? And then that introduces a lot of decision fatigue because now you're not only going, well, what should I eat from a macro calorie goal perspective? But now you're saying, oh, from like a moral uh, do I want to even be on this journey perspective because my wife is saying that I'm getting too skinny or, you know, I'm not, you, know, you, you have this stuff and it introduces a lot more decision fatigue to the point where you then just go fuck it and give up. Right. That's one of the big ones that happens for a lot of guys when they're getting started. And that's where the, that's the criticism that they're getting. Dude, I hundred percent agree with you. I think self doubt and discouragement then leads into that negative self talk that you were talking about. It's like, I think those are mm. interlinked because we start to doubt ourselves, and then we start to doubt ourselves then we start to talk negatively about ourselves, um, which is, I think guys, like you, what, you, you've let people rent space in your head, right? I, and this is something I always talk about. It's like someone yesterday um, wrote a status about me. I haven't seen them in like 10, 11 years. Right, they wrote this status about me. Um, uh, you know, I used to have a business coaching businesses um, back in the day, and they're like, "Oh, my mate just did a book launch, right, um, in the states." And he opened up his book launch with a, a quote that I said, um, and it was like five hundred thousand people registered for his book launch. It's amazing, like, and he opened up with a quote that I I said to him once about um, selling, um, and you know then. Someone poured a status. They haven't talked to this person in like 11 years. And like, I'm friends with her on Facebook. I'm not now. But they're like, oh, they he, they said this quote that, you know, Travis, they said that Travis said, and he took that quote from you. Like, why? Like, and she wrote this whole post about me. I was like, dude, I haven't talked to you about you in 11 years. But I was like, how am I still like renting space in your head? Like, and I haven't even talked to you in 11 years. It's like, I, I even forgot about you and who you were and everything about you. It's like clearly, and like if you're only if you're upset, and when we're looking at self doubt and discouragement, essentially decreases your frequency. And when we de decrease our frequency as a human being, that's when we allow people to rent space in our head. It's like my mm. my head's like just a monkey banging like a um, some classes together in my head, symbols <laughs> together in my head. It's like ding ding ding, happy happy happy. It's like I'm alive again today. Good work. Um, it's like. Like I only have so many days on this. I was like, I saw the status of my news friend. I was like, uh, unfriend, didn't come anything, whatever you do. You clearly like whatever's going on. Like I, I, I don't ever have time to put out negative negativity. I could just mm. don't have time for it. Like my life is so short. Okay. And it is like, if we think it like life is long and also short. Right. But my life is so short. I don't have time to push out negative vibes. No matter what. Like, I just don't have time for it. So when you think about it, it's like, if someone's coming at you with negativity, you do not let them rent space in your head for even a minute. That's all it is like, oh, okay, thanks. It's like, literally, like, that, you, you don't even like go back to them with anything. You say, like, oh, thanks. Oh, you're too skinny. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're too fat. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're broke. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're too rich. Oh, thanks. It's like, like, literally, good. All right, catch you later. Like, you... You don't worry about anything, okay? Because I think like the biggest thing is I, I, I say it is like, if I don't have your phone number, I don't care about your opinion. Like I literally don't. I, I, I give zero fucks about your opinion if I, if I don't have your phone number. And dude, I change my number every six months. So I don't have a lot of phone numbers. So I was like, that I do it because I do, like my, my, my circle is constantly evolving and pushing people out that don't add value to my life and I'm not adding value to their life. And I think that's a big thing. So we can't let people be, take that space in our head like because that's when we emotionally eat. That's when we do things for the wrong reason, which is we seek approval. That's when we try and isolate ourselves because oh, like they're making me feel bad. And I think a big thing is when we look at this, it's like no one can make you feel anything. I want to say that no one can make you feel anything, right? So if I tell Jace, Jace, you're a piece of shit, like that doesn't make Jace thanks. feel bad. Like, no, but no, but so, so you, Jace is like, yeah, thanks, cool, right? Like yeah, that, that Jace chooses to feel something based on what I say, right? Now, mm. 
if Jace respects me as a human being, he might go, oh, am I doing something to be a piece of shit right now? And you can, you can like ruminate on that for a second. And then Jace can make an opinion himself to choose an emotion of like, oh yeah, I didn't do the right thing. That's maybe where he was coming from. I can understand that. I can be better. Or Jace is like, ah, clearly Trav's having a bad day. He must be going through yeah. something, right? What, so what goes on in my head is he be the, Lib- the Libra guy, you know, the guy who put the pad on his arms. He goes, shwing, shwing, yeah, shwing, shwing. Yeah, shwing, shwing. That's, that's, that's what you do with all the negativity, right? Dude, uh, I, I, but I think that's a big thing, Jace. It's like you, you have to, one, you deflect. You deflect negativity mm. like you're the Libra man. But at the same time, what you, what you go to do is you have to go, no one can make me feel an emotion. Like, like, and like, that is the difference when we talk about in the mindset podcast, the difference between stimulus and your response, you expand the gap between that stimulus to the response. And as Viktor Frankl would say, you choose one's own way. You're choosing your own way. You choose to feel the emotion, right? If, if like, I'm having an argument with Liv, my wife, like, and I get frustrated, I chose frustration. She didn't make me Mm. frustrated. I chose frustration. So I think it's, it's, it's coming down to having a hundred percent ownership over your emotions. And when you do that, you don't, you don't emotionally eat, you never seek approval. Right. And you just stay on the plan. Cause if not, we stray from the plan based on their criticism and we do start to go in a negative light. And then we do have conflict with our relationships, right? I think that's not what we want because like they're giving our criticism. Oh, fuck you, Jace. It's like, dude, like, let's not have conflict. Okay, Jace gave me some form of criticism or Liv gave me some form of criticism. They either one, did it from a good place, okay? And then I can reflect on that. It's like, okay, I wonder why they, why they said that to me. Okay, I'll now get data, okay? So the data will tell me, did Jace do that towards me from an emotional place or a logical place? And then I can go, oh, he came at it from a logical place. I will now take that data on board. I will put it through the feedback loop and I'll act differently. Or there is no data to support Jace's claim. Therefore, it was emotional. Ergo, not going to actually engage with this conversation. So no conflict. I think you Thumbs have to be react. able to process. Yeah, exactly. Thumbs up. Good work. <laughs> uh, but I think we, we have so much conflict in our lives, especially with when it's coming at criticism, because one, we have a fixed mindset. So we hate feedback. Okay. When people actually might be just giving you positive feedback, saying in, in, with data. So it, it, like, mm. it's not always criticism, but you're seeing it as criticism. So it's like, you have to actually take, was there data that was, you know, on board, with that criticism. And if there wasn't, it was an emotional, emotional statement from that person with no data, which means the person's statement is invalid. And then you can't even be emotional at that because they're the emotional one. You're like, awesome. So I think that's how we don't deal with it. Now, there is ways to deal with it, which is a positive, which then one can negate the conflict from being in the future, can help you stay on track. Um, And I I think the biggest thing to start with is one, you have to have open communication. I think that is probably Mm. the biggest thing. And this is like, this is number one, is open communication. When we're looking at partners and even when we're friends, and I talked about this, I'll let you go in a second, Jace, but I talk about this with my guys, one with their mates, two with their partners. So, when a couple of my boys over the, over time are like, oh yeah, I'm on this weight loss journey, like 10 kilos down. The, the dudes are like, oh, you're looking too skinny. Just have a beer. What's wrong with you? Like be a man, like have a beer, mate. Like, like, and they'll literally say, what's wrong with you? One, there's nothing wrong with me. And I'm like, what you have to say to them is at the moment I'm focusing on my health. Okay. You have to lead communicate openly at the moment. I'm focusing on my health. I'm trying to be a role model for my kids and I'm trying to have more energy for them and my partner so I can feel great inside my relationships. That's why I'm not doing this. I, are you saying that I shouldn't be a role model for my kids? Is that what you're saying to me right now? I'm like, dude, say that to your friend and see what they say. Your friend will shut the fuck up, right? Right? Like no one's going to come back to you and go, I don't want you to be a role model. Like they're your kids. Of course they want you. And they'll be like, oh, sorry. Or dude, if they do, you can get rid of them. <laughs> you get rid of them. What they'll do is like, if you, if you actually become, you go one, this is the next thing. It's like communicate openly 
and set firm boundaries, right? So mm. if you openly say it, like, but they're like, oh, I don't want to say that because then you're saying you weren't feeling like you were the best role model before. Like you have to be vulnerable, okay? Like mm. be vulnerable. It's like, I was here. I wasn't feeling good about myself. I'm making conscious decisions right now to feel better and be a better role model for my kids and be a better husband to my partner. So that's why I am doing this. Can you support me or not? And if they say no, then you get to go home and not have the beer anyway. If they say yes, then they're like, oh, dude, I was just joking. Of course I support you. And then they only mm. say that because they're trying to stop the conversation because now they feel like a piece of shit. Um, yeah. But I think people, that's, that's how I would say to deal with that. Yeah. People don't realize the power of their words a lot of their times. And they don't realize it often because you don't communicate it. So mm. when it comes to partners, when it comes to friends, like the when like the 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 framework that I would use to communicate that is like, hey man, when you said this, um, you know, as much as we talked about, you know, not letting people control your emotions, as Trav said, when they are your loved ones and when they are people that you really care about and respect, and they say things to you again and again, it can it can eat away at you. And it's like, it, it, a weight loss journey for most people is hard enough already, without adding on the constant like termite eating away at you of people saying these things because it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. It's um I remember seeing a great post from um from a guy I follow. It's like um like Dorian Yates when he was like one of the best bodybuilders of all time on like Mr. Olympia and a bunch of times. He um he didn't have any snacks and any bad quote unquote bad food, anything that would mess up his diet in his house. Cause he's like, why the fuck do I need to test my willpower? during this process? Why do I need to make this process harder on myself? He was already waking up having nightmares that he'd eaten over his calorie budget, right? That's how fucking into it he was. Um, but like he knew that those things wouldn't happen because he didn't have them in the house. So he could wake up, oh, 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 thank God. I don't even keep Twinkies in the house. All right, cool. I'm good. I can go back to sleep. So when people at that level don't need to introduce testing their willpower, why do you? And the same thing comes when people start to eat away, peck away your confidence by saying these things as much as we can be, you know, and this, this happens when we have, like, if we have 80% of people in our life that we have communicated to that are on board, that are supporting us, that we have a good circle with, then those people just become background noise, right? But if the 80% of people are those little woodpeckers, those little termites kind of eating away at your, um, uh, and just kind of eroding and each, each deflection tastes, takes energy, right? Each swing, swing, it still takes a bit of energy. So if you have so much to deflect, then th this is the framework that I teased a minute and a half ago. Um, when you said X, it made me feel Y. Like when you said this, it like, it made me feel, you know, criticized. Even you, you can just use that word. You don't even have to say it's like an emotion that you've been feeling, but like, this is the framework I use with my wife as well. It's like, Hey, you know, when you said, um, when you said I was looking skinny, it made me feel like I was, um, you know, like I wasn't good enough and like I was doing the wrong thing, even though I know that this is the right thing. And I know it's coming from a place of love, but when you said that it made me feel this way. And the, I mean, this is a great conversational frame for any emotion that you're feeling with your partner that you want to be able to get out. Um, you know, you can use it with your friends and family, but it's especially uh, especially good with your partner is saying, yeah, when you said this or when you did this, it made me feel like this. Like when you, um, you know, when you didn't do the dishes, it made me feel unsupported or unloved. Or when you forgot to grab the thing I told you to grab at the shops, it made me feel like you don't listen to me. Those sort of, that's, that's the way you have those conversations. And it's the same way when it comes to the criticisms. Like, hey, when you say this or when you make this, I know that you're coming from a place of love. Like I appreciate this and, right, try to use the word and instead of but, but but I just did it again. I uh, try to use the word and instead. And it made me feel like you don't support me. You're giving me this food because you want me to, to fail or you want me to, you know, you're just coming from this place of comfort. And it just makes me feel unsupported in my journey and unsupported in what I'm trying to do. So frame your conversation. Like, cool. You said this and it made me feel like this. And then they're forced to reflect on, oh, cool. Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. And that's how I intended It's like, oh, well, shit, let's have a bigger fucking conversation. But it's, it's, it's staying calm and it's not getting defensive uh, is the, probably the biggest thing when it comes to especially communicating with your partner, but your mates as well, not communicating from a place of defensiveness. Like you're trying to justify what you're doing. You're just saying, no, look, like I'm trying to achieve this. I'm working, you know, I might be working with a coach or I'm working with a plan and I've, I have got a plan in place. Like I appreciate that you care about me and what's in, it's important for me right now for these reasons to be on this journey for me. Cause most guys go on this journey cause they don't feel they they don't feel enough or they don't feel worthy or they don't feel good enough 
in general because they feel overweight, they feel slow, they feel like they're not being the best dad. That's why they're on this journey in the first place. That's why and then they start thing, a journey right? and then you're telling them they're shit for starting a journey and so they even feel worse. Exactly. <laughs> So then now it's like, I feel I'm not good enough no matter what I do. Right? And this is something that happens for dads all the fucking time. Yeah. It's like, you don't feel good enough no matter what you do, right? You do one thing, why didn't you do the extra thing, right? You take the kids out, oh, how come you didn't pack their socks or do whatever, right? Like mm. you constantly, criticism is, I remember um, Calvin, uh, one of our clients and my brother-in-law used to work with him in a life coaching company, he shared with me, he's like, criticism is like cancer for men. It's like, it just, it just eats away at you. And if you're getting, especially from your wife, it just, it just eats and eats and erodes and erodes. So you, know, you already get that a lot. So you need to be able to communicate to your wife, hey, this is when I feel like you're not supporting me in this journey. And I just don't understand why I'm doing this for, I'm trying to do this for, to be the best version of myself as a dad, to be the best version for, of myself for our kids. So, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to let you know, these are the things that make me feel unsupported. And these are the things that make me feel supported. And then they've got a clear game plan and you've got, you've, you've laid out the boundaries and the expectations because all interpersonal conflict for me comes down to two things, unvoiced and um, unenforced boundaries and unmet expectations that no one ever told anyone about, right? You don't meet the expectations that you were never told about. These unseen little things that you should have done, but you should have known, but you didn't, right? Especially for men, right? We're very, we got blinders on. We're just focusing on one thing at a time. Or think- it's boundaries that you've crossed that just weren't voiced. I think when we're looking at this, it's like, you have to always understand, guys, if you're constantly playing defense, you're going to lose, right? Like, mm. I, I, you know, you have to start with offense. You've got to understand how to play defense, but you have to start with the offense. So at the start of any type of journey, like I would openly communicate, it's me seeing this over the thousands of people I've worked with over the last, remember, I've done this for like multiple decades, guys. So over the multiple decades that I've coached people um, to transform their life and the thousands of people that I've helped transform, at the start of a journey, you have to play offense. Go, now this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is what I'd like from you if you can help me. So hmm. like I'm going to try and lose 15 kilos over the next 16 weeks. I'm doing this because I want to be a better dad. I want to have more energy. I want to have more confidence and I want to be here to see our grandkids, right? Hmm. From you, there's going to be times where I may want to give up. I'd like you to remind me of my why at those times. There's going to be times where you may feel like you want me to give up because I'm annoying because I'm not having the pizza on the Friday nights and all the rest of it. I want you to have just a little bit of support during those times, knowing that, yep, I probably want the pizza too, but I'm trying to say no. So I'd appreciate it if you don't try and um, say for us Goad to have me it. into it. Like, oh, you sure uh, you don't want a pepperoni? Exactly. And I also would understand that I'm trying to fit in training. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to one, like, I, I, like for me, it's like, I already have, like, I want to be with my kids as much as I can. And I want to be a good dad. I'm trying to work as much as I can. I'm trying. And I'm and now I'm trying to like, and provide security for my family and give you uh, uh, the life that you deserve. And like, you try to do all these things as dad. And now I'm trying to feel like fit my training in. I, I would I really love it. If over this time, you didn't make me feel selfish, like I'm being selfish for fitting training in because I'm trying to do it to be the best version of me for our kids and for you. So mm. this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is the type of support I'd love from you during these times. And I know that you might not have had these times in the past either, guys, but I'm telling you the times that are facing you. And these are the, mm. those are the times from the decades. So... Like this, if you, and that's offense, right? So now you've, you've put an offense play out there when they've said, yes, of course I'll support you. I'll always do this, all the rest of it, right? Um, Now you can do that to your mates as well. Um, But now if they do in eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, whatever weeks it is, say to you, oh, let's just have the pieces. Like, remember, I'm reminding you at the start, can we stay true to the pack that we made together? They'll say, yes, mm. conversation is over. You played the offense card earlier. So then defense is like a stole the ball back. It's not, you're not mm. playing defense for the next three hours, which not done. Like you get to chop conversations down so fast 
when you had an offensive conversation, offensive uh, conversation yeah. at the start. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, it might have to go down that route. But exactly. you've, uh, yeah, you've set the expectations. That's playing offense, right? You yep. set the expectations early. They've bought into the expectations. Um, the other thing I just want to say before I forgot about it was, especially with the partner, you're opening up the conversation for them to then have a say in it. Like this is something that was really important with with my partner, especially as Imi's gotten a little bit more um, more mobile and vocal and uh, and and you know a bit more of a handful from time to time. She's like, you can't, I can't have you spending more than an hour in the gym if that's what you're going to do because I need more help, I need more support. And I'm like, oh, cool. I've now we're able to have a discussion. It's like a negotiation about, all right, well, you know, what is the, then? What can I do? I'll just you know, just train harder, right? Sleep faster, all of that good stuff. Just, just get it done in less time. And that's what I've been doing, right? I've been condensing my training down to be a, a little bit more intense so that I'm not spending as long in the gym. And then that way she's feeling heard and listened to and not like I'm just blinders on, focused on only me for this period of time. It's like, no, all right, I understand that maybe going to the gym five days a week and trying to get 12,000 steps in a day when I'm not getting any steps in during my day at work and I get them all done at night and go for like an hour walk without you. Um, I can understand how that can... You know, that can be rough or if it's like, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of cooking and the only thing I cook for everyone is chicken breast and broccoli and if kids don't eat it too bad, right? Like, all right, take some leaves out of Jason's book, follow the Fit Dad Club on Instagram. We've got some really good, uh, really good recipes on there. High protein lasagna, high protein nachos, oh, all the good God. shit for the kids. Some good stuff. Um, or you can have Trav's, Trav's, uh, Trav's uh, veg, uh, veg and um, <laughs> beef, mince me. and eggs. <laughs> hey, so it's effective. I am not, mate, I am not the, the cook in her house. Yeah. Like, Liv, Liv is the cook. She is everything. Um, yeah. But I, like, I'm so lucky, right? Like for me, like I'm lucky that when Liv goes and Liv knows we've been together long enough. When you train, you're a better human. So I support mm. you training. And when you yeah. feel healthy, you're even a better human again for our whole family. So like I support you in that because she wants me to be the best version of me because that means I'm the best version of me for our family unit. And like, mm. if, if your partner understands that, like, and can, can understand that, I think that's just a form of respect at the end of the day. We want our mm. partners to feel the best. Like you, you, you know, you, I would walk, 10 kilometers barefoot over like nails if that would you know help live have a better quality of life and like you know i know she would do the same so you know i think once we know what our partner needs we try and do it for them so again like as jay said like don't like start just making your family eat absolute shit like yeah. make it don't be a dictator like, you're not making demands yeah yeah, it's still a democracy, right? It's not a dictatorship. So um, I think that's a big thing. I think the dictatorship but, is in the other direction anyway. But yeah, exactly, exactly. We all know you're not in control. Um, <laughs> so so I, I think when we're dealing with criticism, one, you know, like set expectations, play offense, not defense. We have to start with that. And so but, uh, like it has to be open communication. I think that's a big thing that, you know, we, we don't have. Like you have to have honest communication and go, especially with partners, like me losing weight has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me. Right. I think that that has to be said. Um, but you have to be, you have to practice being assertive. Okay. Like if people are saying, Oh, you're losing too much weight or, Oh, Emmy's awake. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's getting ready for uh, for swimming lessons, and she uh, she's in the stage where she does not like having her nappy changed. <laughs> um, like you have to be practice being assertive. Like Emmy is right now. It's like I appreciate <laughs> your concern, but I'm committed but, to not putting that on. <laughs> yeah, get <laughs> so, me the fuck off this change table. <laughs> exactly. So it's like like literally being assertive. Like I appreciate your concern right now, but I'm committed to my health goals. So like I'm okay. And, and like, mm. you have to be assertive and then you, you won't fall peer, like, you know, fall prey to peer pressure. You have to ignore unsolicited opinions. Like, I think this is the biggest thing. Like I said, like, I don't give a fuck about what anyone says unless like I have your number in my phone. Not you have my number <laughs> in your phone. I have your number in my phone. Otherwise I don't really care. Right. If I respect you and I am, you are modeling your success then I'll care about your opinion and your feedback. But so many of us care about what everyone thinks. And the thing is, guys, like everyone's going to be criticizing you, whether you've lost weight, gained weight, whether you're too fit, not fit enough, whether you're rich or you're broke. Like, like everywhere you look, someone will have an opinion about your life, right? 
right? Mm. It, it, they, they will. So like, if you're constantly worried about what everyone thinks, you'll constantly let other people down. Cause as soon as you try and do something for one person, someone else is upset about it. So you're always going to make someone unhappy. Right. So the biggest thing you have to do is you go, why am I doing this? You're doing this for you, make you happy and your family happy. So ignore all unsolicited opinions. You got to find some allies, fit dads, like jump, the, jump mm-hmm. into fit dad club, right? Like you got to find allies, which help you understand and give you a common humanity on forging your fitness to be the best version of you. Because if you're surrounding by people who are also doing what you want to do and are coming to becoming the best version of them, then one, you can lean on someone and go, oh, this is what I'm dealing with at the moment. And they'll, they'll back you up. They'll, they'll like, don't worry about it, dude. Like, just keep focusing on you because sometimes that's good. Like, being able to openly voice what you're going through allows you to feel like you're not going through it alone gives you common humanity. Yep. We're all in this together. It happens to everyone. Keep moving forward because remember your why. And remember, I think the biggest thing with criticism is just keep leading by example. Like if you're trying to become the best version of you and someone's trying to criticize you by being the best version of you, you just keep leading by example and show discipline because in time, one, they'll follow you and follow your example or two, they'll get off your bus. It's like either get on the bus, get your seat on my bus, we're going this direction, or get off at the next stop and catch someone else's bus at the end of the day. Because if you're leading by example, they understand that the direction you were headed in your life is the direction you were no longer want happy with. So you put the indicator on right, you turned that way, you changed the direction of your health, your life, your, your weight, your health, your fitness, the role model, the example you were setting. And it's like, they can join you on this journey but, they, but you know what? The great thing about life is they don't have to join you on this journey as well. I think that, that that's the big things that I look at with the best ways to deal with criticism. Yeah, no, there's not there's not really too much more I would add there. I would say that when you're experiencing, you know, your friends and your family and your partner and all that kind of stuff, it's almost seeing like the little the little version of them like kind of lashing out or, or testing as well. There's, there's a big thing with a lot of people will, try if you are not assertive this is the point this is the one i wanted to make it's like if you are not assertive and certain in your goals they almost want to save you from you experiencing the feeling of failing right if they've seen you try and fail and try and fail and and do things and and not succeed over and over again and maybe they've seen you get really down about it right and be like oh and then you end up eating you know the ben and jerry's or the pizza or whatever and then you end up crying about it that maybe they've seen that play out time and time again. So if you're not certain in yourself and you're not assertive and saying, no, this is, look, this is the time I know. And it's even addressing the elephant in the room. I know I've tried this before and it hasn't worked out the best. I know I've tried to make these changes before and it hasn't necessarily stuck, but I need to keep going and I need to not be discouraged when I'm in this role. And it's like, it's knowing in yourself that not every single time you do it, it might not be the, the last time, right? But each time you do it, it's kind of like quitting cigarettes. Every time you do it, you get one step closer to doing it for good. So find the, it's about all about finding the right strategy and finding that sort of the, the rhythm with it and the method that works really well for you. That's, that's sustainable, right? That's what we do here at the you know, fit-dad.club. If you want some coaching, if you want some support around how to make it happen for you specifically with your program as a dad, no cookie cutter shit, just real stuff based on your circumstance and your situation. That's what you need to be able to communicate. Say, look, I am on this journey. I know I might have had issues with it in the past, but I need to not be discouraged. And you need to have certainty in yourself that you will make it happen and that you're going to work the system. Because when they start seeing chinks in your armor, when they start seeing you slip a little bit, they're like, oh, he doesn't really want it. Oh, he doesn't really care. Maybe we can just, you know, get him back off the bus so he doesn't, like early, so he doesn't get hurt and he doesn't get disappointed, right? That is, could be what they're thinking too. So you've got to have certainty in your plan and your goal and what you're doing. Otherwise, they'll they'll just try they'll try and save you from yourself. But you didn't need that saving. But you needed to show them that you don't need the saving. Exactly. So guys, that is how that is one why people critical. Uh, that is why people, people are going to criticize you, you for that one. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Come at me for me not being able to talk properly. Um, yeah. So yeah, he trains too much. He can't talk. Um, so, <laughs> so that is why people criticize you guys. That is the pitfalls that you face when you get criticism. 
and that's that's our best feedback on how to deal with criticism from someone who gets criticized every day on the internet from all you lovely trolls out there i i thank you i applaud you you make me who i am uh so guys comment below troll me criticize me do what you want it always adds to the algorithm gives us more followers helps us help more people so share like review and troll and go to fit-dad.club if you want some help to help us close the gap between where you are and where you want to be so we can help you change your life guys peace out from me have a great week talk to you next week peace